1: Welcome to the Drama Book Show. Welcome back to another episode. Our second one. Episode two. Capitulo dos. Episodio two. Yay, we're both bilateral. I am David Regano. I am Mark Eugene Garcia. And this week brings us a conversation with a good friend of the bookshop. A great friend of the bookshop. And just a good friend. Today we'll be shining a spotlight on the incredible talent of Matthew McLaughlin. Matthew Born in Scotland, raised in the sunshine state of Florida, and now navigating the hustle and bustle of the Big Apple in New York City. Matthew is not just any playwright. He is a Dramatist Guild member, Mm. two-time ScreenCraft stage play finalist, Mm. and a Samuel French Off-Off Broadway Festival finalist. Talk about an impressive resume. With a list of plays like this goddamn house. I saw that one. Afterwards, I ran into him, dropped some profanity, then asked, are you okay? (laughs) It was so good. His other plays include Jack and Melissa, Comic Shop, The Demand of Avarice, The Place We Are Meant to Be, and of course, Orion. A very popular play for people looking for scenes here at the bookshop. If you love Constellations, you'll love Orion. Damn it, Mark. His plays have been performed all over the place, from the stages of Abingdon Theatre Company and Nylon Fusion to performances in Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Wyoming, New Jersey, West Virginia, and even his home state of Florida. And if that's not enough, he also dipped his toes into the world of web series, earning himself a nomination for Best Writer of a Web Series with Adultish. Plus, he's been the head writer for The Roast of Michael Musto. But what we're really here to celebrate is his newest of publications. Now, we have and love his first collection of short plays, a collection of one-acts and other things you may or may not enjoy. But now he has... Another collection of one-acts and other things you may or may not enjoy. But I'll tell you something, David. What's that, Mark? We enjoyed them. We did. Now, I have the chance to speak with Matthew about this collection. Well, he did more than speak. He brought actors. He brought performances. He brought drama to the drama bookshop. And as a constant visitor and friend of the bookshop, doesn't he always? Let's take a listen. We are going to start off this evening with Elizabeth Bays performing Reflections on a Reflection.
2: Whoa! (laughs) Seeing results so freaking hard to ask for? I mean, seriously, I'm not asking for a whole row of ads here. I'll take one ad, a shadow of an ad. But what do I get instead? Every muscle in my entire body feels like they're giving birth. (laughs) Seriously, who is feeling like this? Crazy people is the answer to that. Massacres. I mean, I can understand if working out for hours on end led to a different shattering orgasm, but as far as I know, it just leads to sore muscles and a bitchy attitude. I just feel like I put in so much work, and I have nothing positive to show for it. Guys are me helping for like three days, and their dad got turns into frickin' Brad Pitt from Fight Club. Meanwhile, I've got a hormonal goblin in here hoarding every pound possible. I blame God, really. <laughs> yeah, God. It's because God decided how the food tastes. And guess what? Turns out that God, he's kind of an asshole. I mean, who makes the most delicious food the worst for you? Then turns it around and makes all the healthy food boring. Seriously, there's not one healthy food out there that is truly exciting. No one's walking around going, fuck yeah, carrots. Except me, carrots are in a fucking cake. Kind of how do healthy when all the health, every healthy food out there can be turned into some form of dessert? I ate
3: that on purpose, didn't you? You want
2: those Something that makes food taste disgusting unless it's healthy Like that stuff you put on your nails to stop you from biting that? I wish they had that, but the food. <laughs> oh, well, I need to stop my biting my nails too. Oh, oh, or oh, you know what? Uh, screw that. There should be some invention that makes you burn more fat the more calories you consume. Like calling a fire. You get to shove burgers and pie in your face all the live long day and eventually you get ripped. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh man, if I had that thing, I'd have the flattest stomach ever. Like with five rows of abs, washboard abs. I'd be able to bring cheese on that damn thing. Everyone would be like, oh man, I'm abs like step. Yeah,
3: that would be awesome. Thank you. I don't. There isn't. Let's <laughs> you <laughs> have
1: Charles Goforth performing a manifestation. Oh.
0: Oh, just manifest it, (laughs)
4: okay?
3: Here I was, busting my ass, when what I should have been doing was squeezing my eyes real tight, just wanting it real bad.
4: (laughs) Because
3: who would ever think that sending out positive energy and vibrations to make a very real thing happen was complete bullshit? Oh, wait! (laughs) Me! I did. Because it is. It's bullshit. It's all just lazy <laughs> solutions to very real problems. Because if you think wishing something into
0: existence is better than taking real, tangible steps, then you're in for a world of disappointment, right? my friend. Trust I've wanted things more than you could possibly imagine. I hoped for them, pretended I already had them, I journaled, I meditated, and whatever the hell else you could think of. And 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 and, and guess what?
4: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: How do you explain that, huh?
3: What was my aura off Is it because I'm a Pisces, <laughs> or maybe some planet's moons, tectonic plate was in retrograde, or some shit, yeah. or
4: <laughs>
3: none of it is real.
5: <laughs> so the next time. I ask you for help. Give it to me (laughs) instead of wasting my time with all this bumbo jumbo bullshit. (laughs) Because it's exactly what it is. It's bullshit.
1: Next up, we have Mark Rain and Ana Maria Mesa performing What the Psychic Said.
6: All right. Are you high?
5: No, I'm not.
6: Because it sounds like something people say when they're high. I know
5: it does, but I promise you, I'm not.
6: Okay, well, if this is some kind of joke, I guess I just don't really get it. It's not a joke, I swear. Oh, God. What? Are you... What? Are you, like, hitting on me or something? What? Because, like, if this is some new avant-garde way guys try to pick up women these days... Uh, I'm not not hitting on you. All right. I'm telling you right now
5: it's not working, dude. I'm not hitting on you. I I swear.
6: You're serious? Yes. Okay, so... Just so we're... You're saying you saw me sitting here and you're convinced that we're going to spend the rest of our lives together just because... And this is the part I really want to get right. A psychic told you this would happen? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sure you're not high?
5: Look, I know this sounds kind of crazy. But... Yeah,
6: it sounds batshit bonkers is what it sounds.
5: Right, yes. But but if you just let me explain, I promise
6: it won't sound so crazy. I doubt that.
5: Hey, I never believed in this stuff either, Okay. But things she predicted have happened. I mean, very specific things. And I know some random guy coming up to you and saying, oh, this is super weird and kind of creepy. But I just, <laughs> I saw you and I, I needed to. Look, if, if you just let me explain, please. If you let me explain by the end of this, if you still think, what is think bench, or bonkers? Right. Then I'll leave you alone and you'll never
6: see me again. Okay. Fine. But if this turns out that you're just hitting on me, I'm stabbing you with my fork.
5: Yeah, sure. Totally. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Like I said, I never really believed in this stuff, right? But all my friends and family started seeing psychics for some reason. Like, that's the new thing, I guess. It's all they ever talk about. So I figured, why the hell not? You know, let me just do it so I can say I did it. So I go, and I'm waiting for this person to be, like, all kooky with sage and crystals and stuff. But she was actually kind of normal. For the first 15 minutes, we just talked about life and stuff. And before I knew it, she was saying things about me that I haven't even
6: mentioned yet. Like about my job and where I live and stuff. How do you know she didn't just like look you up on Facebook or LinkedIn or something? What about that.
5: But I was a- walking. She kind <laughs> of done all that while we were talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we're talking for a bit. And then she gets very serious and says, now, there are a few big things that are going to happen to you this year that are really going to bring you down. Something in March and something in June. And I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty specific, right? Like, if these things don't happen, then I know she's full of it. But then,
6: Let me guess. Something happened in March. Yeah! (laughs) Okay, see, I already have a problem with this. What? Why? Because what you're doing is creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do you mean? If she told you something was going to happen, you're either going to make it happen by obsessing too much or blow some little thing out of proportion that you wouldn't have usually thought was a big thing.
5: My appendix burst. (laughs)
6: oh Oh. yeah (laughs) okay well that's kind of a big thing yes that (laughs) yeah
5: exactly so once that happened I was like but what the hell's not happening in June right I'm telling you I made more doctor's appointments in those next few months than I ever had in my life that way when June rolled around I was like ready you know if something big was gonna happen I was ready And then, on the very last day in June, I lost my job. I mean, how do you explain that?
6: Maybe you made too many doctor's
5: appointments. Our company was acquired, and they laid off half the staff. Whoa.
6: See, these are things I couldn't make happen. Okay, yes, those are very, very strange Uh coincidences. I'll give you that. Thank you. But where exactly do I come in here?
5: Right. Yes. Well, after she told me things would happen in March and June, she told me sa- that sometime after that I'd meet the woman I'd spend the rest of my life.
6: And Did she say how it would actually you know, happen? How you would know this? She said that
5: I'd be in a place I go to all the time, <laughs> which I do, and I'd see you. That's it? Yeah. I mean, no. She... Uh, t- t- She described you like exactly what you look like. I mean,
6: (laughs) wow. A lot of people look like me, all right? I'm not exactly uncommon looking.
5: Right? But it's like you were pulled straight from my head. I mean, you're exactly what I pictured when she described you. It's crazy.
6: I don't know. Seems like a bit of a stretch.
5: (laughs) I totally forgot the craziest part. She said she also saw us both partaking in green. Partaking in green. Green
1: holds oh, up the
5: green juice excitedly
6: and
3: purple.
6: This whole place is partaking in green. They got kale cookies over there. But it, it's still possible. I mean, it, it, all the pieces fit. Okay, let's just say she really did predict all this, okay? How do you know coming up to me doesn't undo the whole thing?
5: I thought about that too. But she said that some things, big things, are written in the stars <laughs> the choices we
6: make either get us there faster. And I'm written in your stars? Yeah. <laughs> I want to speak to this woman. What? Yeah, face to face. That way, you know, she can see if she gets any vibes or whatever. I mean, you know, if she's really all powerful and all this kind of stuff, I'm sure she'd be able to confirm whether or not I'm the girl from the prophecy or whatever. Well, she, um... She doesn't actually live here. Okay, so where does she live? Uh, Florida. (laughs) Florida? You saw a psychic woman in Florida? Yeah, but it's... it's, What the hell made you think that was a good
5: idea? I I always promised my brother I'd fly down there whenever my nephew was born, and while I was there, my family convinced me to see a psychic.
6: You flew down to Florida to see your nephew being born?
5: I mean, yeah.
6: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah?
5: Yeah? But still, Florida? I know. I I know. But she couldn't have been that bad, right? I mean, everything she said is coming true.
6: Okay, I think you're forgetting a very important factor in all this. What? What about me? What do you mean? Don't I have any say in all this? I mean, you, you keep saying this was all predicted and written in the stars and all that crap. But don't I get a choice in the matter? I mean, what if I don't want to be with someone for the rest of my life? Hmm? I mean, what if you're not my type? And let's just say for a second I believe all this stuff. How do you know my stars don't say something different than yours? You ever think about that? <laughs> and I'm sorry, but after this psychic lady told you all this, did you really think going up to the person you thought was the one and steamrolling them with all this information was going to just sweep them off their feet? Because I'll tell you what, it doesn't, all right? It actually kind of freaks them out. And uh, for all I know, you could I could be the 15th girl you've walked up to today partaking in something green who kind of looks like me. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know... As cute as all this is in theory, it's just, it's a little much for me right now. And I'm sorry about your job and your appendix, but I I really think it'd be best if you just go and let me finish my lunch in peace, okay? I just, yeah, I really think that'd be best.
5: Well, if I'm being honest, I've spent my whole life trying to get things right. Maybe it's a fear of failure or something, but whatever I did, I always made sure I did it right. And and maybe when she told me all those things, that's exactly what I started doing. Maybe I just fell right back into that pattern. I don't know. But as far as meeting the one goes, I've been in a lot of relationships that felt like I had already found that person. They really did. But they still ended. No matter what I did, right. So when she told me that I was finally going to meet the one, like the one, I was over the moon, you know? And even though I do anything to make this all fit and line up, I can't deny the fact of how I felt when I saw you just now. I mean, I literally gasped. You, you know how, like, people do that in movies and stuff? Like, <laughs> I did that. So it's not like I saw you and and thought of all the details she told me and said, Yup, this all fits. Not at all. In fact, I know this is a really heavy thing to say, but I knew I wanted to be with you before I even remembered there was a psychic. Then when I started to realize all the pieces lined up, I just got so damn excited that I needed to come in and tell you, but I shouldn't have bombarded you like this. I just... I wish I kept my big mouth shut and just said hi. But hey, at least getting it right wasn't the first thing on my mind, right? So, Roberts? Uh, yeah, anyway, I just want to say, you know, it was really nice to meet you. Enjoy your lunch.
6: Have a good one. You should have lied with that. The whole doing the right thing speech, should have led with that. I should What, you think going up to a girl saying a psychic said you were my soulmate was better? <laughs> no, I guess not. You want to sit down?
5: Yeah,
4: yeah.
6: <laughs> Why? <laughs> wow. You got any pictures of the nephew? (laughs) My God, so many. Oh, my God. I know, right? So beautiful.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Next up, we have Julian Elijah Martinez performing Once. (laughs)
3: oh it is not about what i want it's what i don't want because what i don't want is to do this again i don't want to remove someone i love from my life i don't want to try and convince myself that they're not the one for me i don't want to deal with reactions from friends and family and i don't want to skip songs i love because they hurt too much I don't want to do what I usually do, which is suck my face and fuck anything that moves just so I feel good for a while. I don't want to be told that my writing is going to get better because of this, because I don't want my writing to get better because of this. <laughs> I don't want to awkwardly agree to meet them for coffee and then spend the whole day worrying about my outfit and if they think I'm in shape or whatever. I don't want any of that. Because what I do want is for this to work but then to believe that this can work. I want to be happy, to somehow have the courage to be by myself, to not need to be in a relationship with someone. I want to do all the awesome things I've always dreamt of doing. I want to travel. I want to make friends with strangers. I want to sit alone without feeling uncomfortable in my skin. I want all this to be worth it. I want to be happy this happened (laughs) somehow i i want to look back on all this and be happy this happened to see that it made me stronger better closer to the person i really want to be that's what i want
1: Next, we have David Zayas performing Merck. A cemetery, a gate that leads to a family plot. Marv enters, and walks to the gate. He looks from one unseen grave to another. He enters the plot, closing the gate gently behind.
5: God, you have no idea how happy I am to see you alongside them, right next to my heart. It meant the world to me that they saw how happy you made me before they passed. They knew how special it And I know they'd be proud to have you here alongside them. My brothers and sisters, on the other hand, they were not so open to the idea. They didn't want you anywhere near this thing. said that this was any family only and our relationship was unnatural. But they didn't in I made sure you were put exactly where you belong, Because you weren't just a friend. Out me, the one family. You're the best goddamn anyone <laughs> the second I saw you with the headstone, <laughs> I knew that you were different from the others. And I know, I know, I know you don't like it when I compare you to others from my past. But I, I did, I did love them too: Darwin, Jasper, Phil Wallace, Zeus, <laughs> Copernicus Rupert, and even little three-legged Hunsall. But I only say that because none of them, compared to the connection I had with you. Even our names are perfect together. Bob than work.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's been hard trying to adjust without you here. breakfast isn't the same without you in your high chair. <laughs> I even miss hearing you snore on your little silk pillow, less than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I even had to take the iguana seat in my backseat, because you weren't here for our Sunday evening rides. <laughs> I try not to beat myself up over what happened. I told myself every day that it wasn't my like fault that Amazon should have clearly stated
3: that the Iguana parachute was just a gag gift. (laughs) But I still should have double
4: checked.
3: (laughs) And even though it took me all night
5: to find every piece of you in that skydiving landfill, (laughs) I wasn't gonna stop until I found every piece so I could bury you where you (laughs) belong here.
4: I know.
5: I know that if you were here right now, you would see that I was sad, that crawl into my chest, comfort me. Always love that. People say that iguanas only do that to absorb our body, but I need the truth. You are hugging me.
1: <laughs> he pulls out a tiny little
5: bite of it. I this view. So, your little green model will always be safe along your bike rides in Iguana.
4: <laughs>
5: Good night, my sweet girl. May you always absorb the heat of my heart. <laughs> Even in <death>. gas. <laughs> 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 you,
4: yeah, you too.
1: Finally, we have Andrew Goble, <laughs> Kirk Sakonowski, and Alex Staub performing Toxic Norseculinity.
3: <laughs> High up on the plains of the mountainside, marshlands, rocks,
1: howling winds, ravens squawking in the distance. A hut sits stage left. Sven, a large Viking cloaked in furs. Heavy dudes and a small axe on his belt enter stage right. He stops when he sees the hut.
3: <clears throat> Brattle! my friend, come out. I know you're in there, you landlocked fool. <laughs> <laughs> By the gods, I thought I'd wasted a journey. It's been a long time. <laughs> Would you... Not agree.
1: <laughs> Brettel disappears into the hut and comes back
3: moments later with an axe ready to use it. Oh, so this is Doggy Creek's old friend, then, is it? Friend! Pow! Oh, you've got some large balls to come here and call yourself a friend. Why, yes, I do have large balls. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> <laughs> do, do not! You have tiny balls. You are a coward and have coward's balls. I have enormous balls, bigger than Thor's. <laughs> Unlike your balls. What was that? Did you insult my balls, coward? Perhaps. But I am not a coward and you know that. What I know is that I told you the next time I laid my eyes upon you, I would bury my axe in your skull. Well, go on then. Try. By the gods I dare you. Pow! <laughs> You are not worth the blow of my axe. Now get out of my sight before I change my mind. I do not suppose you want to hear the raids on the new land we discovered, then? Eat a raven's arse, then. I will not. You will. I will not! <laughs> then I guess you don't want to hear about the treasure we found. Treasure enough to fill the great hall of Asgard? Yeah. You lie, (laughs) and to Odin, your words are meaningless, and I do not believe them for a second. You do not have to believe it, because it is true. Besides, the treasure and riches weren't even our greatest prize. (laughs) Are you drunk? What could possibly be better than treasure? Not what, Brettel? Who? Kevin enters in torn jeans, a dirty
1: yet modern T-shirt, and filthy sneakers. His wrists are bound together with rope.
3: Are you guys seeing this freaking view right now? It's beautiful man! It's like one of those pictures as a desktop background. Or those fancy brain balls from IKEA, you know, that don't look like it can real There he is! Right? Oh! Hey man! What's up? Are you just, you just doing okay over here? I heard a lot of yelling about balls and stuff. This is what is better than treasure. Someone who speaks in riddles and is soft. <laughs> like a child. No. He is not strong, now, but he is filled with the knowledge. <laughs> Infinite ah. F- I have wisdom. Wise. I how wisdom does he possess that our village seer does not? Hmm? It is not the future he speaks of. It is the present of who we are now and how to better ourselves. After our raids, we took him captive, thinking he would work the land to the stables. You know, the normal slave duties. But on the journey back, we began talking to the men about their lives, their ambitions, their... What, what, what was the word you used? Feelings. Feelings. Yes. At first, we thought it was madness. But some men took an interest to begin doing what he suggested. Eventually, the whole ship started listening. And ever since we've arrived back, I have seen it spread throughout the entire village and have watched the men change. They have become better, better, the better how? Just better. <laughs> <laughs> At fighting, sailing ships. In a way, yes, but all of those things happened because he showed us how to be better men. <clears throat> Better men what what is this talk? We fight, we raid, and we drink. How else seems to be a better man than that? Well uh, I got this. <laughs> hi, uh Bradle, right, right? Yeah, hi. Hi Kevin, nice to meet you. No, okay, all good. Uh, look, I don't mean to interrupt or anything, but I've been captive for a few weeks now and kind to of know you guys really well over that time. And yeah, those three things you just mentioned, the biting, raiding, and drinking, well, let me assure you, you are all very good at that. <laughs> Top notch, no <showdown>, really. <laughs> but uh what Stanley here is saying is that what I'm doing is showing these guys that those three things don't necessarily define who you are as a man. Of course, they do. Right? Okay. Well, uh, what I'm saying is maybe they don't. (laughs) Maybe you can do whatever you want to do as long as it makes you happy. Maybe there are other things besides those things that you want to do that might not be considered manly. It's okay. Other things? What other things? Oh, like well, I don't know, uh weaving fabrics, picking flowers, spending time at home with the kids, stuff like that. Woman things? Ah! Oh, see. Okay, <laughs> uh let's let's talk about that comment for a second. See those may be things that are typically done by women, right? But what if I were to tell you that there's nothing wrong with a man doing that? I would say you are mad. Hmm, interesting, because i see women doing all the things you say they a man. What? He speaks of our shield maidens. What shield maidens, right. <laughs> also pregnant. <flag men. laughs> <laughs> you let them do man things, but it's not okay for men to do what you call women things. Guys. <laughs> <Good. laughs> What's wrong with men? Nothing? Exactly! Nothing! Nothing! You both can do any of those things as long as it makes you happy, and it doesn't make you any less of a man! Whoa! Oh, look at you, big Good job, man. Enough of this! I will hear no more of this! Childish talk! It is not childish talk. It is wise. It has made the men become less cruel and more understanding. It is truly a sight-brattle. We are Vikings, you dumb beetle! We are supposed to be cruel! But here you stand telling me this... this slave has changed our people's very nature, and that does not bother you? Sounds to me like he is a trickster in disguise. Perhaps he is even Loki in disguise shrinking your hearts and minds to make the men of Odin soft and weak for the great battle to come at Ragnarok. Did you not think of that? He is not Loki. He's Kevin. <laughs> and he has helped the entire village grow and work together. But you would not know that because you either point your the fountain and never come down to the village. Why would I come to the village when you are there? Hmm? <laughs> and I swore never to see your pig face ever again. Pig face? You have a pig face. I do no, not. You have a big face. Well, at least I'm not a goat kisser. That was only once. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey guys, chill for a second, okay? <laughs> chill. <laughs> Jeez, you people go from zero to murder in like a second around here. I'm confused. I thought you said you good friends. Apparently, I was mistaken. Oh, you yeah, know that you were. You were mistaken after what you pulled. Come now, this again. Yes, this again! Nothing, sidebar (laughs) now. Nothing? Oh, I really should bury my axe in your skull! Go ahead and try! Hey, guys! Come (laughs) on! Let's just talk this out, okay? Can we do that? Talk Okay. Good. Now... Brett, you're clearly very upset with Santa on Sunday, right? Didn't you hear? He betrayed. Oh, I did not betray you! You did! Okay, I don't like this. Pause might be a birthday cake. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 More (laughs) pause.
4: Son? Here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what is up, man? Don't come up here. i from the second you get up here. You're surrendering like the old you. Balls, this, balls, that. There are so many balls. Son. Come on. Man. You don't want to go backwards now, do you? Not. Okay, good. That's what I want to hear. Now, I want you to say the motto that I taught you. <clears throat> Do not want to. Come on. You said you wanted me here because you might need my help in God. So, here it is. Nope. Come on. I want to hear it. <clears throat> I will respect others is what they have to say. And... <clears throat> <laughs> and... <clears throat> Oh, will not shout for I not like the words. That's right, see? Do you not know this. So let's go back there and make some real progress, okay? Okay, great. And remember, you don't do this, right?
4: we oh. All
3: right. <laughs> now, uh, send. Breddle here sees the king. You betrayed him in some way or another. Is there any reason
5: he might think that?
3: Nay. Perhaps. Our village hosts a large festival to the gods every hundred moon cycle. (laughs) Only a select few are chosen by the village elders to attend. It is a great honor to be chosen, and I had the honor of being picked. What? Hey, that is great! Yes, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> so, after all the participants were chosen, the elders told us we were allowed to bring one guest with us to the festival, and I asked Brettel if he would be my guest. Oh, that's so nice. But wasn't really bringing him as a guest. I was bringing him uh, more as a... As, as, as a what? Uh, uh, a sacrifice. He was bringing me to the festival as a sacrifice without telling me. I know, I know. That's not something we do. It's not our bow and I admit I should not have been deceptive. Dis- <gasps> I did not mean to be cruel, I swear it. How is sacrificing me to the gods without my knowledge not cruel. Hmm? Oh, nay, 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 nay. I want you to tell me. <laughs> I want you to tell me right here and now what on Midgard made you believe that doing that was anything other than low, cruel, and high worthy betrayal, Sven. Go on. I want you to finally tell me after all this time. You are a coward and a betrayer. You have wasted enough of my time. Now, take your useless slave and get out of my sight. I never want to see your face here ever again. You were the only one that was worthy. What? <laughs> you were the only one that was worthy. I, I did not want anyone else. I, I, I didn't understand. Me either. When I was chosen for the festival, the elders told us of all the wonderful things the festival would hold for us, all the pleasures and joys we would experience. But they told us that the greatest reward was not for us, but for someone else, for the person we cared about most deeply. The elders were to perform a ritual that would be open. It would open one of the many doors to Valhalla itself and whomever we brought, would be sacrificed and given the gift of endless riches and forever dining with the gods. <laughs> they gave us one hour to decide, but I knew immediately it was you. I said, gretel has been my best friend since we were boys. been my greatest ally on the battlefield. There is no person who I, I would want to have this reward than my best friend, Bretel. But Every time I went to tell you, I, I felt uncertain. I'm certain that you didn't feel the same way about our friendship. I worried you just thought I was another man in the shield wall. So the moons came and went, and before I could tell you, we were standing there at the festival, and you were looking at me with all of Helheim in your eyes and starting to fight your way out, and I never forgave myself. Now, was it honorable to bring you as a sacrifice without your knowledge? Nay. <laughs> <laughs> it was not and if given the chance I would go back and change my actions but I cannot I cannot change them. but I will tell you this my friend if I could go back I'd go back a thousand times and always choose you because you are the greatest thing in my life that I am sure <clears throat> <clears throat> <God. sighs> Ah, what is this feeling? <laughs> it's like, it's like warm ale coursing through my body on a winter's day. That's <laughs> <a> love, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. right That's love. Yeah. Redal, I'm sorry for betraying you and offering you as a sacrifice without your knowledge. My intentions were pure, but I was a fool in my actions. I hope one day you can forgive me. I, uh, <clears throat> I. Ah do. I do forgive you. You <laughs> do? Yay, and, and perhaps it is I'm sorry, you know. I was often angry and distant and, and I should have shown you that I always thought of you as a true friend, nay. A brother. Right. I don't Brother, will you forgive me? (laughs) I, yeah, I do, I do
4: forgive
3: you. that's a beautiful view. (laughs) Hey, you two take your time. Okay, well i will be over here if <laughs> you hit me. You were right about that one. He truly is remarkable. That's yes, he oh, is. What was the land you raided called? Ah, Brooklyn. <laughs> Back out <there>. Ah, Brooklyn. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
4: Oh. Oh.
1: So, thank you to all of our actors today. All of these pieces are directed today by David Zayes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So come on up here. Matthew Bradley. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, right. so thank you for sharing those with us, yeah.
0: Today, do you mind if I go ahead and call you <laughs> one sick <Michael>? fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'd like to think so. So yeah, th- these are fantastic. You had you had mentioned to me
1: that these were sort of like you had you had written your first collection, and then this is sort of the the stuff that you've amassed since then. So can you talk to me about what the process was on the first collection and then how this collection came together?
0: Yeah, so I kind of stumbled into writing in the first place. It was Mm -hmm. acting first, took a class to just generate my own material. And I realized in the class, I wanted to write more than perform the material that I wrote. (laughs) And from there, I had this... One act, couple one acts that were not very good, but one that felt personal. Mm -hmm. And I wrote some monologues based off those characters and that became my play, Orion. And in that theater company that was helping me produce that, they're like, great. So other actors have auditions or they want more material. Can you write for this person or this person's very specific? So I was like, well, instead of just generating this one, one act in these monologues that were about to break up and not the most jovial of things. Mm-hmm. So I thought, eh, I'll write something silly, like someone confronting their boss about making fun of them farting when it was actually the seat cushion squeaking. And uh, I was like, well, okay, change of pace. This is funny. This guy, Scott will write it It'd be really great. And we're um, the theater company. We're all gathered together. And this, well, Molly says, can I read that? I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so then she, we started like passing it around to see who could do that. And from there, I just went, I wanted to write for for everyone. I started massing these monologues. And then they're like, well, I, I have a character idea. Can we put them? So then I just started making one acts. So in between each one act or, or in between each play or project, I would write some one acts and monologues. And then it just became, well, I have a whole bunch just sitting on my laptop. I don't know what to Uh do with it. And um, someone mentioned self-publishing and I just was like, well, how do you do that? And I did. So I just found out how to do it. And so now I started planning all of these collection of one acts and other things you may or may not enjoy. And uh, I figured every like six years, I'll have enough material to put out a new book for a while. So
1: Cool. Yeah. And you, you mentioned we had talked about this upstairs a bit as well. That you wrote the monologue for your friend Scott to perform, mm-hmm. and then Molly comes along and says, That's funny, can I do it? Mm-hmm. And a number of these, and even as I'm sitting over here to do stage directions, I'm seeing that the character listed is person. Mm-hmm. And then you've you've got a one act that is character one, character two, character three. Right. Uh so I wanted to talk about because, as we've mentioned, like I'm trying to do this, and I see more writers trying to do this, writing gender neutral characters. Sure. Yeah. So what's what's your process like? How much is it intentional, and how much is it you just realize that the gender doesn't matter to a, a certain character that you're writing?
0: Well, I would say with full plays, there's still some fluidity with mm-hmm. that. But I want to be specific with who this person... Dive into the deep end of who this person is. But when it comes to one-acts and monologues, I just want to write from a place of what I want to talk about. If it's something painful about <laughs> having all these wants or not wants uh-huh. or whatever, anyone anyone can, can do it. Honestly, the Murph was only because I thought Murph and Marv... Uh-huh. Know was the guy. Was literally the only thing. Yeah. But I just found... Tapping into the universality of things, like mm-hmm. the embarrassment of someone making you feel it like embarrassment for everyone for farting or not yeah. farting or or hurt or shame or whatever. So I'm just tapping into what that feeling is and everyone goes through that. Yeah. You know, so as far as making it gender specific, I feel like that's a layer on on top. Mm-hmm. And for for longer pieces like that, that person can round that out. But for the most part, I don't think it's that important sometimes. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. And I don't make a I don't ever want to make a big deal of it. I don't want to make it that I'd love that I can hand most of these pieces to literally everyone here and they Mm -hmm. can do them. You have handed these pieces. To I, I hear <laughs> something. They had <have> to buy <laughs> it on the
4: way
1: in. Speaking of everyone here, I'd like to open this up. I don't know how many of you are here because you know Matthew, you've you read or seen his previous work, or you just came because you were like, new place and monologues. I have auditions. And, and anyone have any questions here for for Matthew? Yes. I
2: have a great so both of my first issue experience.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm like, oh, that's vulnerable as fuck. Oh, I, (laughs) you know, and it, it feels even hearing in, in succession and a lot of, or reading it all. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll read a monologue that I have. It's on my computer. I can open it, but now it's just the next page. I'm like, a lot of, a lot of stuff about specific things. No, I'm in lots of therapy, so we're working uh-huh. through it. But it does. It 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 also is a great snapshot of where I was when I wrote it. So it's not always going to be, oh, look at those body issues, or I've worked through that. So even in the old collection of one act monologues, I go, I'm so glad that's not my feeling anymore. But it is a good little time timepiece for that. All my, I was thinking about this. All my full lengths are are super personal or have something pardon me in that but I think the monologues there's something about how I feel right now and I can get it done in that day and I can create something mm-hmm. and that's how I feel in the moment and maybe an hour later I don't but it's this is a true thing that's everyone could probably read and go like I felt that at one point. So and there's a little there's a little less thinking about how page two relates to page 60 and making sure it's. Oh, God. Yeah. The, yeah. And especially the the chemical release of I wanted to, I did and it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. Yeah. Instead of I wanted to, I think I did. Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for, <laughs> for for, for I, eight months. <laughs> for I wanted to, it stayed in my head for a month. And I <laughs> said, I'm writing this new play. Well, not really writing it yet. I'm thinking about writing it. <laughs> yeah. Or Everyone's like, you said you're starting the next project three months ago. Where um, mm-hmm. no is got-
2: it? To.
1: Yeah. i I gotta to. Yeah, I played so many of those scenes of dialogue out in the
0: shower. Yeah, yes, we yes, have a question here. Oh,
2: yeah, I was asked ask oh, of the ones that you created, which was the first one you start
0: Of all of them, <clears throat> of all of the pieces, oh god. Table
1: of content. We've got a reference. We've got our prop
0: copy. I wrote a book. Um, I think <laughs> Wait, the very first thing books. was the one-act uh, Guardian. So I think I started off with that. And then... Uh, I think the monologue, Ten Pounds? And then from there, it was um, one act one after another. So Guardian was... Um, I just finished the last collection, and then I wrote this. It's like, oh, well, I guess it's going
5: the next one. Next question, yeah. yeah, we have it okay. uh, in the back. series
0: about the kinds of plays, or once you've chosen to try, like, it's identified with stuff you see, and you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's pretty cool. How someone articulate really, like the board? I do, yeah. I have a, a, a boss who's a writer and he, he says the term hard humor, and humanity a lot. And I don't always enjoy a lot of the straight comedy shows a lot of times. If I do, it's something that you can relate to or like, oh, wow, what a great moment that was when it's just surface level of comedy the whole time. i am never advanced like a lot of like too much sweetness to me. So as far as specific shows, I think who does that really well. Just something like a Ted Lasso uh, or things like, oh, I care for these people and it's funny, and I, I, I uh, relate to that a lot. I, I think there's a, a huge shift in the last 10 to 15 years from death, cancer, and infidelity being the, the, the conflict of <clears throat> every single play or something, or then it's the very bigger issues these days. But it's because most people aren't like, this will drive 90 minutes of live theater of like, hey, I have this feeling. But there are a lot of playwrights who sprinkle in hard humor and humanity and some fucked up Becca Brunstetter is one of my favorites. She's so great at having grounded human characters. Even uh, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, who writes the most <laughs> fucked up stuff. That's so great, He's, but it's... it's. A couple crazy. of weeks ago, he was like, you should read these two plays by Brandon
1: Jacobs Jenkins. Like, oh, okay. And then, and then he came and he was like, oh, you're reading I was like, you've ruined my life. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: Yeah. um, They're wonderful, but they are, oh, yeah, they're happy. happy. (laughs) And you did that to me. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And I'll think of a million things the second I stop answering. (laughs) But anything that I feel like I can can grab onto and and get to know the people while also being funny, even a lot of dramas that I'm like, oh, this is so funny, but you wouldn't know that it keeps it like, yeah, I am. Yeah,
3: you know, <laughs> I, this is my my question. Really, is you know, you're writing a lot of these monologues, one X, The process of turning it into a book or a collection of these kind of like potentially scattered ideas, or do you, or did you purposely like try and
5: find even like uh, some kind of thematic line or was that part was that part of your thinking when you do a collection? Do you mm-hmm. work with someone? To put a collection together, like yeah. what is that process like? Um,
0: I, I I think so it's I think it's what's great about it is that really all I have at that time. So I I did the first book, and then just for this one, it was okay. Let me see what I have. Okay, I have six, seven, one X. I have all these monologues. Maybe two that I currently have didn't make it into this. And I just thought, you know what? Where do they land on the 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 charts? That's who I am in there. So I didn't want to make it about something specific or, or, or guide it to a specific thing. You go from really heartfelt or really uncomfortable to really funny and Vikings and these things. So, um, I think, I think the lack of that is, was my favorite part was like, this is all of me. It goes from, you don't know, you're not going to get the same, same thing. I don't like being predictable. In that way. Um, so I just kind of grabbed what I had. I'm like this is this is what I got. There's nothing on my laptop that you don't see that isn't in the books yet. know, So uh, for now. And it's all me. I mean I did I, I there are companies that be like, send us the material in a Word document and we can format it like a play and send us pictures and things and then we'll design the cover if you want. But I just Oh, this one should go here, and this one should go here. Like, is there a thought? Process, like, like putting an album together. Totally. Was like, there, there a thought? Process? Totally, because they there were some that are thematically similar, and there's even there are two one acts that one I wrote um, for a theater company fundraiser where they got me really drunk and they made me five, <laughs> it in ten minutes. It's in there? Don't worry, oh. errors and all. So all of them is oh, sure. there. And then. That was like, that was a decent idea, but I have a better version of that. So both are in there and you can see how they're similar. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool, interesting thing. But I wanted yeah. to see the 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 order in which that should be in the one acts, like, okay. So what the because I'm very much the we talked about this the music lover of okay, we go from this vibe to this, and what yeah. can we get out of it? Well, how do we end end on this? And it's hard. It's art like hard. And and you talked about Coming off of that, you talked about
1: how Orion started as a series of monologues that you were playing with for characters, and then that turned into a play. Yeah. Do you ever start a one act and think maybe this could be a full length? Are you holding any, but like not publishing any because you might
0: expand them or might any in here? I have be a pretty expanded? I have a pretty good sense of what I'm uncovering, how how what what's underneath. Mm-hmm. And there have been a few times where I've been surprised. I thought there's mm-hmm. more here, but for the most part, I know what I'm trying to say or why I'm writing it, yeah. and I know this almost instinctually. Like if I think of an idea, I go. Usually, it's play, film, or comic book, and like I will almost <laughs> know immediately which one it will uh-huh. become, and then I get more specific. Oh, if it's a play. It. What is it? Is that if that, that has enough gas to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I I um I think. Good way to answer that is um George R. R. Martin says, um writers are either gardeners or architects. And gardeners will have an idea, they'll write it and they keep going and they'll have like 10, 15 pages, and then they'll know what they're writing. So then they'll throw those away and then start and then keep going and trim and trim and trim and then replay it. Architects will get an idea, they'll see it and they'll like kinda know the layout and it might change as they go and are crafting it, but they're oh, okay, then this should go here. So that means this scene would happen if that's here. So, whenever I think of an idea, I just kind of see what the size is. And mm-hmm. usually I'm like, that's going to be 15 minutes for yeah. sure. Um, And, you know, if there are ones people want, to, if I heard it once or heard a million times, how many sequels people want for Toxic Norse Kilinity. <laughs> if I could, I would, and we'll see. I, I'd watch the I know. I mean, no. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then when, when you approach it, do you have a different way that you approach a one act versus the way that you approach a full length play?
0: I know the full length is going to be longer and usually with the idea and I have like two or three that just kind of sit in my head and whenever Mm -hmm. something comes up and I have a notes thing on my phone and I just have scroll for literally like 20 times before you get to the bottom. And so I just dump all that there, and so I just constantly. So when I'm ready, I will then go through it and I will see. So one act, I might have that, but for the most part, I have the idea. I might, I might be like, oh, this one act. I have a one act notes thing. On my phone. Mm-hmm. I might have a really long paragraph about mm-hmm. that one thing, but the the full length, I just have something where I just dump all the wow, ideas. Yeah. If I think about it, even sometimes I repeat the idea. I forgot I wrote it down, but that's fine. I just have it. So uh, it's almost like a cheat sheet for that. Mm-hmm. So it's not too different. It's this, the process is always okay. You know, fresh new yellow, yellow pad and, mm-hmm. and start writing and don't, don't think set a timer and go. And that's it. How, what, what's your out of curiosity? What's your set of time or what's your chunk? So it depends on, what it is, usually it's whatever I feel comfortable doing, like 20 minutes, I'll uh-huh. make it 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sucks <laughs> uh-huh. to do. And then I'm about to hit it. I'm like, I should clean my room. And, and my kitchen is never cleaner than when yeah. I have to clean right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I should go for a walk and think about it more for two years. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's usually... 25 to 30 minutes 25 Mm -hmm. 30 scary 25 is great Uh and what's great is when it's five minutes more usually i'm comfortable doing 20 25 i more often than not the timer will go off and i will hit restart so i'll go like twice probably Uh because then you're in a flow yeah and what i do is I'll get the guilt pad, and if I'm starting from scratch, that's great. If not, if I'm starting in the middle of it, where like I just got up here and the characters are talking in front of a crowd, and then there's nothing else, then I just sit with the last, read the last couple pages, and then I kind of sit with it for a little bit, and then hit start, and I just go, and I don't think neck down, just you know, I'm just writing, 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 and don't do not stop, and then. I always thought when people said, and then the characters said a thing I didn't expect, I'm like, you're an asshole. Like they didn't. And then I'm like, oh my God, my character said something I didn't expect.
1: So um, I've had one of those, like one big one that, like, in school, and I'd come in and they'd be like, oh, what did Susan say this week? I'm like, you don't even want to know. You don't (laughs) want to know. know. (laughs) Susan's a
4: bitch.
0: Yes, she is. I'll send you that one. Yes, she is. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. And it might not be right, whatever. But then you finish, you have pages of stuff. So then, Think of so then you and then, you're a you're a, you're a legal pad. Yeah, my handwriting um, looks like a drunk baby. It's terrible. It's, <laughs> it's awful, but it's you just no, write. That's that's called poor man's copyright. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's exactly. So it's it's helpful to there's something about like we're hard to hand to page, mm-hmm. and you're not thinking. It's like great acting. You're not thinking. You're just going. You know, you have it in your body to and so then you have the pages to go. Okay. This is solid. This can be reworded. And then I just write it on the thing. So then like sometimes I've written a thing. I'm like, I just transcribed from the page. I'm like, okay, that was the monologue. Done. And sometimes like that doesn't work. This whole page is garbage. But at least I have something to pull from. Mm -hmm. And I just do that over and over and over to the end of time. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then you rewrite. And then you have a scene. You might not look at the scene. You just like don't even look at it. And you just start over. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I think we got time. get yeah, one more right here.
2: Are you guided by like mysticism or spirituality in any way? Because I post a lot of oh. like spirituality themes throughout the, the little phrase that we got. Yeah, well, for like the m- manifestation, right? Psychic, Wait
0: till you read the Guardian one. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I was all, was cool yeah, Guardian Angel being fired. And um, <laughs> oh,
4: <yeah.
0: laughs> I have always loved, I've always loved those like traditions or as raised evangelical so i was baptized in it so uh but i was always so literal so i was always like so where was the war in heaven what where where did so where is that so everyone's like stop asking questions (laughs) so i just was always fascinated about that norse mythology loved that and then going into therapy and self-help and hearing these things from all my friends what you know you should and in wanting to do those things, while being a human and being frustrated, I'm like, if I could manifest it, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I think the the love for those stories, those wisdom stories, from years and years and years, is always there. But for me, it's I am in that sense of saying the the term divine timing a lot these days. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I'm just like whatever that is, and a little just. Let it happen, be a good person, and uh, yeah, work for yourself. That was
6: fun. i really enjoyed to
0: Thanks. I saw a question over there a while ago. If we can do one more. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the person. Uh, That's great, because you've got, like, your main collaborator here. I do. Mm. He's so lazy. And... (laughs) I do everything. uh, No, it's what's great is we're we're best friends and with directors. And that will not always be the case. But what's wonderful, I've had a wonderful situation every time where it's someone who's very invested in the work and the words and the play that I did earlier this year off Broadway, deeply, deeply personal. And the director dj was co-director on that came in was was very um understanding with that so it wasn't i wasn't a precious delicate flower but they knew that this was a feat for me to even show people and with material i will come in i will shoot for dj because he's done my all my work the last two years um very much a trusting of the actors let them do their thing and then guide a little bit. And um, I'm of the mindset of the school of the director runs the room. He, he runs the room. And so if I say anything, the actors say anything, I will always go, DJ, correct me if I'm wrong. And so then there are some directors who, who will say, talk to me first and then on the break, and then we can give those notes. Our relationship is so wonderful and it bleeds over in he's like, you just tell them your notes. And he will also say, you don't need this line. Think about this. And even to the point now where I'm jumping back into writing a lot more one acts and monologues, like I have this idea. He's like, Oh cool. And we just flesh it out. So he almost becomes a collaborator collaborator. Cause we, we know a lot of times what the other person will, will think or say, and, and, or we'll riff back and forth. But, um, that's a very fair relationship. And I'm, very lucky to have
3: him. Oh, yeah. And then you're heading into workshops with
1: your next plays, which is a whole other relationship with the director to the piece. Going, going towards the money. And dude. sometimes you meet the director after they get hired when you get into Broadway. Yeah. Um, Broadway. Yeah. Fant- and, and so since you brought it up, my, the very last thing that I'm going to leave us with is uh, any chance that we're going to see this goddamn house published on our shelves anytime soon? You
0: know, I would love that. Uh, I I am over self-publishing for a little while. We'll mm-hmm. see. I will say that I have Googled many uh, uh, publishing houses to, today and every single one is like, you don't have an agent? Don't you dare. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Well, you right. know what I'm going to do?
1: Manifest
0: it. Uh- uh-huh
1: the damn iguana monologue gets me every time that damn iguana still owes me 20 bucks i love <laughs> Matthew so much he is a playwright crush so uh what's next on the podcast mark well next week on the podcast we have a very flashy episode what are you getting at next week we have a conversation with the writers of the lightning thief the percy jackson musical yes joe trace and robert kiki And we had a great audience of Percy Jackson fans. So if you ever want to join us in person. We have events every week. Every week. We have a lot of events coming up. You can follow us on social media at Drama Bookshop. Or you can follow our event page on Eventbrite. If you subscribe there, you'll always know when we have an event coming up. So we are looking forward to seeing you soon. And we will see see you at at the the bookshop. bookshop.